welcome to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast with co-founders and hosts, Tracy Callahan and Deborah Doak. Each week, we tackle another tough topic to help professional divorce coaches maximize client impact and cultivate thriving practices. We also want to spread the word about the expertise and value that certified divorce coaches bring to the table. At DCA, we are committed to ongoing learning and we value generosity among divorce coaching professionals. We believe that when one succeeds, we all succeed. Welcome back to the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. This is Deborah. I'm here with Tracy this morning, this afternoon. Why do I always say that? Goodness I gracious. Know. We, never, we never know. Whatever time you're listening to. I know. I know. So today we want to talk about reality testing. When? client expectations need a tune-up. Yeah, Hmm. often, often. (laughs) Often, often. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about fairy tales. And today we want to talk about make-believe. Make-believe or, you know, what some people call pretend play. And it's a universal part of almost every kid's childhood. You know, I think back to, you know, I think back to those days when my kids were little. And they loved pretending. They loved playing make-believe. They were everything from, you know, superheroes to astronauts to moms and dads and firefighters. And they loved doing that. And, you know, as we grow up and become adults, we just, we don't do that anymore. And we don't live in a world of make-believe. We really don't. No. We, we don't. Do not. We do not. We don't, we don't live in fantasy world anymore because our our, so. <laughs> our real lives are not that perfect. Real world is filled with surprises, bumps, and detours. It's not a fairy tale. It's not what we um, we weren't able to craft that reality what we wanted it to be, like yeah. we could when we were kids. You know, and this, it especially holds true in divorce, where conflicts and challenges and the unexpected abounds, you know, happily ever after is now just after. After. (laughs) It's just after, (laughs) you know. It's lost the glamour. (laughs) It's lost the glamour. It's lost the happily ever after. And so as divorce coaches, we often find ourselves working with clients whose expectations and beliefs around that make-believe or fairy tale are keeping them squarely stuck in this fantasy world of what they want it to be, right? And they need a bit of a reality check. And that's where reality testing can be one of our most valuable tools. Yeah, absolutely. And and listen, I I I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I, I'm just gonna say it again, right? So coaching, divorce coaching is a forward-focused, goal-oriented process where our clients define what action they are willing to take based upon their desired outcome. But what happens, what happens when the client has unrealistic expectations as to the process of divorce and or the outcome of divorce? What? Unrealistic expectations? (laughs) For real? Say what? what? All right. So for the most part, everyone knows someone 
who has been divorced. Our clients are experiencing people who've been divorced. Expectations inherited about the divorce process are often learned directly from friends and family who've gone through the experience, but they can also be experienced from television shows, uh, my favorite reality TV, aka Bravo, and movies depicting divorce. But the problem with having these expectations of the divorce process is that they often, often distort one's perception of reality and keep them from taking the appropriate action. So expectations make us see or hear what we want to see and hear rather than what's really there. So reality testing is the ability to distinguish between what is real and what is not. It is a key component of emotional intelligence, which is the ability to understand and manage one's own emotions as well as the emotions of others. And it it is an essential skill for making our our favorite words, (laughs) informed and intentional decisions. And we know that divorce is filled with lots and lots of decisions. Lots of decisions. Our favorite, that's our favorite phrase, right? Informed and intentional. I mean, we can't ask for anything more than that. Mm-hmm. We know clients may not get exactly what they want, but our goal is for them to be informed and intentional. So, what reality testing does is it helps our clients avoid making choices or decisions that are based on those unrealistic expectations, mindsets, or beliefs. What it can do is help them identify biases and assumptions, assess the pros and cons of different options, anticipate potential consequences or outcomes of those choices, and make decisions that are reflective of their best interests, their best interests, as well as the best interests of their children and their family. Through the use of reality testing, again, a component of emotional intelligence, we're helping clients assess the all the options they've generated, right? And we talked about that again in our Goldilocks pod a couple weeks ago. We talked about tiered proposals. Option generation is a big part of this. So we're helping them assess those generated options and those next steps for what they are rather than what they wish they would be or fear they would be. And part of managing a divorce process begins with managing their own expectations. I know. And and easier said than done. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Right. But people who engage in expecting the worst in their divorce think that it will be a disaster no matter what. Conversely, people who expect the best tend to think that everything will go their way. And I'm here to share that neither expectation will serve well in divorce. In fact, These expectations will build the foundation for high levels of disappointment and stress, often resulting in, yes, if you can guess it, an escalation of conflict. Escalation. 
So the first step in managing expectations is to recognize that they exist and then understand how these expectations show up in their own thought processes. The next step then is to engage in some reality testing to see if those expectations may be realistic or unrealistic given their individual situation and circumstances. The skill of reality testing involves a search for evidence to confirm, justify, and support feelings, perceptions, and thoughts. Strategies involved in using reality testing in your work with clients include helping the client assess whether their options or actions or defined outcomes are objective versus subjective right? What facts is the client basing their action on or their thoughts on or their decisions on? Is it how they feel or something they know? And this we see a tremendous amount, a tremendous amount in our work with clients. Absolutely. Is it a fact or a feeling? And sometimes this is very difficult for them to sort out based on some biases, Yeah, right? Some limiting beliefs some historical things, patterns in the marriage? Is it a fact or a feeling? And sometimes that can take a while to dig into. Yeah. Yeah. And because it's often like we talk about separating the people from the problem. It's often right. difficult to separate the fact from the feeling. From the feeling, right? And so that can take some time to dig into that. Yeah. The, the next thing is, is, and we've talked about this a bit, but it's just a, it's, we're circling back because it's so important is are we looking at an interest? Are we looking at a position, right? So this is the why versus the what. Is the client taking this action, making this decision, considering this option because it supports why they want something or do they just want it because they want it, Mm -hmm. right? So interest, if you remember, is the why. Why is this important? Yeah. And the want, right? So we'll go back to that, you know, examples of somebody wanting a certain amount of spousal support. Well, I just want, that's the number I want, as opposed to the interest is I I am, it's important to me to have financial security on a monthly basis. Yeah. 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 And then of course, another process in reality testing is that response versus reaction right? Is the client taking action that is responsive to their own self-discovery or a reaction from emotional triggers or perceived threats, right? Right. So they, are they engaging in that process, right? Responding versus reacting in that reality testing experience. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then next is expanded perspective versus a limited perspective. Is a client taking action from a developed, comprehensive perspective or from their limited filter that's grounded in their emotions? Again, tied back to that factor feeling. And then, of course, our favorite, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Is a client taking action on the belief that skills can be developed over time and learned or are they not good at it? Therefore, they'll never be able to do it or it'll never, ever, 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 ever happen. Right. Right. So those are some of the strategies we can use. Let's do a little case study. Want to do that? Yeah. I love, I love it. I love a good example. (laughs) Love a good example. Okay. Let's meet Patrick. 
Patrick's a 55-year-old male. He's been married for 20 years. He and his wife have three children. Two of them are in college, and one is a sophomore in high school. Patrick's wife used to be a marketing executive, but after the birth of their first child, she stayed home. She left her career. She was the primary caretaker of all the kids. And for the last 23 years, she's worked some part-time jobs here and there, um, maybe doing some branding and social media work. Um, and any money she made in those side jobs was just, it helped pay for some kids extras, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Patrick has told us that he's the one who initiated the divorce, but of course, there have been problems for many years, right? As is typical, people think about divorce for a long time. and. He feels like they just kind of grew apart. And he was really surprised when he asked for a divorce and his wife was shocked. She did not expect this at all. So Patrick's working with you as a divorce coach because he wants the process to be over as soon as possible, but he also wants it to be as amicable as possible. He really would like his wife to see this as a positive thing for them both. And he doesn't get it. Why is she so angry? Our marriage wasn't good. It wasn't happy. She wasn't happy either. What's the big deal? Like, this is a good thing, right? Yeah. And okay, so here's the deal. The kids are mostly grown. So he thinks this is a great time for her to go back to work. She's got this marketing background as a marketing marketing executive. So this is a perfect time for her to go back to work. And she probably could earn just about as much money as he could, right? Because that's what she used to do. Right. And so she doesn't need spousal support. They can share all the kids' expenses, divide the assets, and all should be hunky-dory. Hunky-dory. Hunky. This should be easy peasy. (laughs) Patrick thinks this is just easy. She'll go back to work. We'll split everything 50-50. Right. We'll just whistle a tune and skip down the road. Yeah. Not an unfamiliar story. Not right. an unfamiliar story. Right. So what's the expectation here? Right. Based on this, what we're what are we hearing? So we're hearing Patrick's expectation that his wife should be okay with this process as he is. And and she should return to the workforce, get a job, making equivalent income to him. So there'll be no need for support. So that's that's that expectation for Patrick as he's coming in. And yeah. our work is really now supporting in some good inquiry and self-discovery, engaging in a reality testing process with Patrick to really assess his yeah. expectations. Yeah, assess his expectations. So going back through those um, those things in terms of biases and assumptions. Right. So what biases and assumptions? So you're going to use your really active listening skills here and what we call your ninja mind tricks or your Jedi mind tricks to hear between the lines and ask those powerful questions to explore what assumptions are we hearing from Patrick? Right. Yeah. So we're hearing some assumptions that I'm hearing. I'm hearing she's been out of the workforce for 23 years, but she ought to be able to plug right back in at this really high level as if she never worked and was getting promoted all along. 
Exactly. She worked back in, in, she left back in uh, 1999 and we're going to pretend she's been promoted all along and she's going to plug right back in and make $150,000 a year. Yeah. Okay, Patrick, let's explore that, right? Yeah. And there's also an assumption that, you know, there were problems. So he's okay with this. She should be okay with this. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That she was as willing to end this as he was. Right. For sure. So we're okay. Those biases and assumptions. Next, we want to look at again that objective versus subjective. What facts or evidence is Patrick making some of these assumptions on? Is this something he feels or something he knows? Right. Yeah. So this is a, a wonderful area to explore further with Patrick in terms of, okay, what might it look like? going back to work, right? What what would it take for his wife to re-enter the workforce after being off for 23 years? What evidence does he have to support that thought process that she should can just jump right back in and make the same amount of money or more? Right? The the next is then to explore interest base versus position. Again, the why versus the want, right? Yeah. What, what are the what's the underlying interests here from Patrick's perspective? Yeah. What is his why? Is it because he he is believes that uh, he shouldn't be paying spousal support or doesn't want to pay spousal support or feels that his wife doesn't need spousal support? Again, interest based position. Right. But then he also has this this interest of being amicable mm-hmm. and having it be over as soon as possible. So we kind of have to put a pin and include those two. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. 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 Responsive versus reactive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now we don't hear much in this story yet about yeah. him being reactive, but we also don't hear him being responsive. We don't hear the ear statements. We don't hear validation, affirmation. We don't hear any cognitive empathy for what his wife is likely feeling here. And so when those aspects are missing, we know we're going to see conflict escalation. So some of our work with Patrick here is helping him do some ear statements, get some cognitive empathy, right? Because he can prevent her reactivity. By doing that. Absolutely. That early dispute resolution process, right? Being proactive and addressing some of those issues right right now so that he can proactively minimize conflict, right? Okay. Expanded perspective versus limited perspective, right? This sounds like this is very much from Patrick's perspective, right? And supporting uh, Patrick to be able to take a step out and see, okay, well, if he was in his his wife's shoes, what might this look like? What might she be feeling, right? Helping Patrick kind of expand past his very focused view right now, which is a limited based on his feelings, his experience, his thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And then a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Right. And this is just this just just working with him again, probably to get past some of these assumptions, some of this empathy stuff, some of this just breaking that open 
to understand and get in that learner's mindset of how conflict management can work to his advantage if he learns these new skills. Absolutely. Rather than the way they've done it in the past, they have a historical pattern of conflict. How can he expand into that learner's mindset to make this process go more smoothly? Yeah. So I know we don't have a lot of time. Let's talk through just a few questions we can use when reality testing with our clients. Yeah. So some additional questions we can talk about are who else would agree with your assertion, right? This helping powerful questions working in reality testing. If you and your, if you were your spouse in this situation, how would you respond? How is this currently working for you? What do you know for sure? Is this belief helpful or harmful to the current situation? What is your interest here? And what other perspectives can you explore? Okay, so there's so many wonderful questions that we can utilize in reality testing. Uh, Those were just a sampling of some. So I'm hoping that uh, this discussion on uh, our clients' expectations and reality testing tune-ups help focus you in really, really being intentional also in your process and your work as we are listening beyond our words and those assumptions and biases that are limiting our clients are keeping them stuck in those unrealistic expectations so that we can move them to be able to currently, right, move past that make-believe and deal with some reality with the goal of supporting an expanded perspective to minimize conflict. So I hope you enjoyed our time today. We always welcome your uh, joining us to listen to all these amazing things that we do as divorce coaches and wish you well until the next time. Thanks for joining us for the Divorce Coaches Academy podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. It helps other divorce professionals find us and add to the conversation. And don't forget to follow us on social media to be the first to know when we add new classes and events. We'll be back next week with another topic to help you maximize client impact, create a thriving business, and promote the value of professional divorce coaching.